Okay. We'll pass the stuff in the usual way and meet back here tonight. I'll have the car ready and we'll get out of town. Jim, you cover the cigar stores and restaurants. Joe, you take a bundle of fives and use the kid's angle. Mary, you shop in the corner grocery and drugstore. Pete, you and Grace know how to pass yours. Hey, Sonny. Run into the store there and get me a pack of cigarettes, and you get a dime. Any kind of cigarettes they have. I'm sorry, all I have is the $10 bill. That'll be all right. I have plenty of change this morning. See the pins in that tray, please. That one would be lovely on my blue coat. How much is it? That's two dollars and sixty-five cents, including tax. I think I'll take it. Pete, from God. Sixty-five, three, four, 
five, ten, twenty. You, the public, are the victims of phony money. And you, the public, can help prevent counterfeiting if you know your money. To stop the flow of counterfeit money that flooded the country in the wake of the Civil War, the United States Treasury Department established its own law enforcement agency known as the Secret Service. Since that time, Secret Service agents operating from field offices throughout the country have been constantly fighting the criminals who make phony money as well as those who pass it to the public. Frank J. Wilson, Chief of the United States Secret Service, is directing a nationwide campaign to prevent loss through counterfeit money. Through unceasing investigations, uh, numerous arrests, and severe fines and jail sentences, we've been able to reduce greatly the flow of worthless bills and coins. But punitive measures are not enough. The very fact that we are constantly exposing their tricks makes the criminals seek new methods of counterfeiting and altering United States currency. Consequently, under the direction of Secretary Morgenthau and in cooperation with local police departments, the American Bankers Association, and uh, potential victims of counterfeit money, we are carrying on an intensive program of loss prevention by making money handlers and potential victims counterfeit conscious. This program is based on the theory that when profit is removed from crime, the criminal will abandon his crooked business. Experience has proven that if everyone, small storekeepers, or clerks, or bartenders, or cashiers, and others who are exposed to counterfeit money know what to look for and then examine money, when it is presented by strangers, the makers and passers of phony money will be forced out of business. In accepting money, it is well to remember that while not all strangers are counterfeiters, all counterfeiters are strangers. Learn to know your money and train yourself to examine the bills and coins you receive. All genuine paper currency is printed in Washington by the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. At a glance, counterfeit money looks genuine, but no matter how clever counterfeiters may be, they can never exactly duplicate the fine engraving, printing, and other processes used by our government. The Treasury Department now prints and circulates three types of paper currency. United States notes with red seal and numbers, silver certificates with blue seal and numbers, and Federal Reserve notes with green seal and numbers. After the money is printed, it is placed in circulation by member banks of the Federal Reserve Bank. There are 12 Federal Reserve districts throughout the country 
each with a number and corresponding letter of the alphabet for its symbol. Each Federal Reserve note bears a regional seal at the left of the portrait on the bill. The seal, printed in black, bears the name of the Federal Reserve Bank issuing the bill and corresponding letter of the Federal Reserve District in which the bank is located. United States notes and silver certificates do not bear the Federal Reserve seal, but this diagram shows the position of the important features on all genuine paper currency. Portraits, type of note, treasury seal, serial number, series, check letter and faceplate number, and the Federal Reserve seal and letter if it is a Federal Reserve note. It is in duplicating one or more of these features that the makers of counterfeit money fail to measure up to the standards of perfection. Bills are sometimes raised to larger denominations, and for that reason, you should be familiar with the pictures of these great men whose portraits are engraved on genuine bills, and you should check the portrait with the denomination of the note on which it appears. Washington on all $1 bills. Jefferson on all twos. Lincoln on all fives. Hamilton on all tens. Jackson on all twenties. Grant on all fifties. And Franklin on all one hundreds. This is the face of a typical counterfeit bill. On this, as on most bogus bills, there are several telltale defects when you know where to look for them. First, notice the portrait. It is flat, cheap, and unnatural. The eyes are not clear and distinct. The oval background around the head is not clear and even. It is darker than on a genuine bill, and the portrait merges into the black. The fine, screen-like lines in the background are hardly noticeable, and much of the screen is filled with ink. Next, look at the words and numbers. Often, some of the letters and figures are imperfect, blurred or smudged. Now, examine the borders. Here again, the counterfeiter's work is usually poor. The fine lines that cross and recross are not clear-cut. They fade out, break, or often are missing entirely. The Treasury seal is also usually a telltale feature. In most counterfeit bills, the saw teeth around the rim of the seal are blunt, uneven, or broken. These are the outstanding defects for which to look whenever you accept money from a stranger, even without a magnifying glass. One or more of these imperfections can be detected. If you find any of them and suspect the bill to be bogus, compare it with a genuine bill. First, compare the portraits. On a genuine bill, the face stands out distinctly and the eyes appear lifelike. The fine lines on the face and in the oval background are clear and make a fine screen of regular, clear-cut lines. On the counterfeit bill, the eyes are dull, the face is flat, cheap, and unnatural, and it merges with the oval background. The fine lines are broken, irregular, and in places obliterated entirely. The overall background is dark, and in many places the squares of the screen are filled with ink. 
Next, compare the borders. On genuine bills, the innumerable fishnet fine lines around the figures are clear, distinct, and unbroken. This lacework design, known as geometric lathe work, is practically impossible to duplicate. On counterfeit bills, these fine lines are not clear. They are broken and do not cross and recross as they do in the genuine. Now, look at the treasury seals on the two notes. On good bills, the saw teeth around the rim are clear and even and the letters distinct. While on counterfeits, the teeth are blunt, uneven, and some of them missing entirely. In addition to these imperfections, counterfeiters often neglect to print all identifying numbers and letters on the bills, or carelessly print them in the wrong places. Be sure the serial number is printed twice. Once, under the word America, to the right of the portrait, and again, to the left of the portrait, near the bottom. And make sure it has a check letter, which is always printed in black, just above and to the left of the large figure. Finally, Compare the numbers and words. The figures and letters should be firmly and evenly printed and well-spaced. To help you know your money and detect counterfeit bills quickly and easily, warning notices such as this may be obtained without charge simply by sending your name and address to your nearest Secret Service office or to the Chief, United States Secret Service, Treasury Department, Washington 25 DC. These notices, which are issued periodically, should be kept in convenient but inconspicuous places. They can help you find the imperfections on suspected bills. Train yourself to examine every bill presented by a stranger. When you receive a bill which you suspect, detain the person who presents it with a plausible excuse. Explain that you have insufficient change but will get it. Prearrange a definite signal with your associates. For example, you can deliberately turn the bill over when handing it to them. This will in